Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 103, the four tips to help parents homeschool their kids and bring healing to the world. So we live in an age to where online, the internet connects everybody in the world. And that's where education is going towards. More and more every single year, there's more and more people that are learning from home. There's more and more parents that are homeschooling their kids. So in this episode, we're gonna give you four tips to where you could actually show up powerfully with your energy and help to really impact your kids, kids, which will indirectly impact and help heal the world. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is all about the four tips to help parents homeschool their kids and while bringing healing to the world because this is definitely a time where there's a lot of parents at home trying to figure out what do I do to teach my kids while going through the stressful time of the coronavirus right now. So don't you think this is really meaningful time? It's really meaningful because I think that's the two biggest problems that parents are facing right now is how do I homeschool my kids and then how do I keep them safe? Yeah. And then how do I also be a leader and bring healing to the world? And in this episode, we're going to talk about how they can combine all of that into one so they have to homeschool their kids anyways for the parents that are watching this mm-hmm. that are homeschooling their kids and how to combine all of that into one. Yes. So both of you guys, both of you guys, most of you guys know that both of us were um, public school teachers. I taught third grade and Tony, he I taught sixth to 12th grade. Right. So we've been working with kids for a while and we know that kids are extra sensitive. So at a time like this, if you're emotionally drained and stressed out yourself while trying to manage the kids, um, it's nice to know, okay, where do I go from here? So we're excited to talk with you about that. Right, and I always tell people how my class went that day was how I was actually feeling on the inside. If I went to that day and I was feeling confident and I took, you know, I had enough self-care and I took care of myself and I showed up with great energy, well, guess what? It wasn't perfect, but more times than not, I would have great energy in the classroom. So your kids are mirroring mirroring your energy. So I think it's so important to watch this episode and to pay attention to all four of these tips because it's gonna help you really hone in on your energy while also transmuting that into your kids. Yeah, it is. So you wanna read number one? Yeah, so number one is, so what we have here, number one is, so this is, what we're sharing here is great teaching and we learn this through all kinds of years of studying and becoming you know trying to become great teachers ourselves so number one is connect their subjects connect with their learning to their real life show them how it applies to things that they're interested Mm -hmm. in right so i think that one of the things um you could do is because of what's going on outside in the world they're able to go and and maybe go outside on the patio or where it depending on where you are really we don't know where you are in the world right now you may be able to go outside on your patio you may be able to go a little bit further but taking what's happening in the in the world and kind of bringing it into their everyday life 
Right, so it's as simple as this. So if I heard my kids in the classroom talking about Jay-Z or Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> two Zs right there, or whatever it is, I always paid attention to what they were naturally talking about. And then what I would do is, what I was a reading teacher and then an entrepreneurship teacher, I would take what they were naturally talking about and then I would connect it to the subject that I had to teach them that day. Mm -hmm. And I would either, I'd start by showing like a video clip of Dragon Ball Z at the beginning and tying that to whatever we're reading. So for example, say you're teaching your kids about main idea and key details. Well, what I'll do is I'll play a Dragon Ball Z video and I'm like, all right, before we watch this, what we're gonna do is we're going to find three key details in this video and then we're gonna talk about the main idea and naturally they're hooked into the lesson because it's like, whoa, that's what we always talk about. So that's just one way to do it. Yeah, and if they're able to go outside and you know that they can spend more time outside because they're not going to school, then use that as an opportunity to maybe teach them about plants or whatever you can do. Even riding a bike and how the bike works. Um, but using things that are exciting to them right now would be important. Right, and I just wanted to add to this, we're doing a training for parents, for kids one to 18 years old, and specifically to, tomorrow we're gonna do this Tuesday, March 24th mm -hmm. at 3 p.m. specifically to help you figure out how do I create something that will help to connect what I naturally have to teach my kids. How do I connect all of that to reality, to something that they're naturally drawn to? So for those of you that want to be part of that training tomorrow, go ahead and type info below in the comments and then we'll send you the link to sign up. And then for those of you that are watching this after March 24th, you could always watch the replay as well. Right, and this is really the intention behind it is to bring healing to the world, but also to know how sensitive the kids are. So we're allowing them to bring healing and walking them through a visualization, but at the end of, towards the end of the video, we're gonna teach you activities that you can take after the video and how to bring what's happening in the world to benefit the healing that's taking place too while educating them. Right, so tip number one, think about how can I connect this to real life? If you're doing math, Think about, hey, uh, little Johnny, when you buy a snow cone, say we're going to the snow cone place and name the specific snow cone place that you go to. Make it real as possible to them and bring in the senses, bring in the smells, bring in all that. And say if I go up to a, you know, and I buy a snow cone for $3.50 and I give them $4, how much do I have left? You get the picture and you could do this for any, you could adjust this to any age group. Mm -hmm. Okay, number two is self-care. So this is really important. I can't read that part of the writing, but. I know, I have trouble reading my own handwriting. So self-care, we're talking about self-care. So that part of the writing is, so self-care. Well, like I said at the beginning of this training, your kids will mirror you. So however you're feeling that day, they're going to ride on that energy because kids are just like that. In my experience, what I found, did you find that in your experience? Or I feel like kids really sense if, if you're stressed out in the morning or you're, the middle of the day is a tough time for you, they're gonna recognize it. Self-care, we all heard that word thrown around all the time. We talk about it all the time in this podcast because it's so important. So just to make it real for you, think about this. So say right now your schedule, you're probably somebody who might be working still, maybe you're working from home too while you're trying to homeschool your kids, whatever it is. Maybe you have like a full schedule. Well. It's beneficial to wake up, even if it's a half hour earlier, to meditate, 
to just be with yourself, to journal, to whatever you have to do to exercise, to have that alone time to where you can get your energy right. And maybe you do this at the end of the day, wherever you fit this into your schedule, I would highly recommend to do it at the beginning of the day because what we do in, that, in those beginning moments, it really sets the tone for the rest of our day. So wake up a little bit earlier, meaning you're gonna have to go to bed maybe a little bit earlier than what you're normal. Um, but wake up a little bit earlier so that way when you go to homeschool your kids, you're bringing this energy into it. And I'm telling you, you will see the results instantly. Yeah, I think it is all about scheduling. And with the self-care activity, teaching them. I know it, Tony mentioned a good point to wake up earlier than them too. But also building self-care into their day because mm -hmm. they do need a time where they can actually calm down in between yes. learning. And I think that's really, really important. And in this section, I do want to talk about the power of breaks with kids because past a certain point, they can't comprehend any more information. So it's important to really create a schedule so that they know the consistency and they feel like, oh, I know what to expect next because it is going to be up and down with schedules right now, trying to feel it, feel it out. Regular school day is about how many hours? Eight, eight hours eight, or eight so. Eight hours. So is it eight hours or is it less? Oh, it's usually what nine to three, yeah, depending. eight to four. It's seven or eight hours. Yeah. So one of the things that takes place during that time is you have a classroom filled with, you know, we had twenty kids or whatever the range was. So it would take longer to get through the the information. But if you have a child at home or you have two children at home, it's not going to take you eight hours to teach all the curriculum that you need to teach. So also pay attention to that. Set up a time that feels good. Maybe they're used to waking up early in the morning for school and, and figure out the schedule within that time frame and know that, okay, they don't have to learn all day. Right, because it is, it's quality over quantity. So if you're trying to jam all of these things in because you're thinking like what Lindsay was just saying, well, when they're at school, they're going eight hours a day. Well, as teachers were telling you, they're not going on, on, on eight hours a day because of the, there's all kinds of other students in there. So really in all reality you could get the curriculum done what would you say half the time probably yeah even like, with the full classroom i felt like i could get more done with that's time that's but. the thing so so keep that in mind and understand that more is not always more actually a lot of times more is less so if you're trying to cram all this stuff into your kid's brain pay attention to them so the point here would be self-care would be pay attention to their energy pay attention to um, you know, the different subtle eye movements, a body language, the energy you're feeling from them and ride that don't necessarily. So for example, we create a lesson plan and then we would teach the lesson plan according to our crowd, according to our students. So like, you don't have to jam it in. You kind of read the crowd, you read your students like, okay, maybe since I see my little, little Johnny or little Timmy's, um, a little bit fidgety right now, maybe we might go to PE in between um, language arts and math, even though you had language arts right after math. So kind of just read your kids. And as long as you get done what you need to in a day, in the week, that's all that matters. Okay, so number three is create conversations between your kids, between you, however many kids you have. So what I would do is I would actually have the older kids and the younger kids kind of work together, mm -hmm. leverage helpers high, meaning when you're old, when you have your older kid helping your younger kid, they're gonna get a boost of energy. They're gonna get a boost of self-esteem because that's just how it works. Leverage helpers high. And then you could use 
uh, transmute that energy to where you could ride the momentum and continue the lessons for, for each kid. So number three is create those conversations, have real life conversations about everything that you're reading, about the math that you're doing, about the, the, the stories that you're, you're having them write in language arts, whatever subject you're doing, spark conversations within them by asking uh, good questions to your kids. Yeah, I think that's important. I feel like when they have conversation and they feel like they have a responsibility too, that's another thing. So you could even ask them to be helpers and say, okay, you're gonna help you know, Susie and I need you to get all the pencils together before we start. So I think having a responsibility is important too. Right, even if it's something as simple as getting the um, organized, like you could have your little kid organize um, all of the all the pencils, all the erasers, the crayons, all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go to number four. So number four is to gamify everything, meaning create a game out of everything that you're doing. So one of the things that I would suggest is having your kids physically stand up while they're doing something. So if they're reading words, put stick a sticky note on the wall and have them read it. Maybe put it on the window. You can even get um, those window, the whiteboard eraser markers and write on your windows too and they could wipe it off. Having things that are interactive and fun and different is something that's gonna help them really get excited about learning and creating games. It will make them feel like they're not even learning while they're, while they're learning their their tool with their tools that you're using right and just for an example for gamifying things when I was watching my nephews uh, I had to, we had to clean up the whole entire house so what I did was I put a big I put their big toy box in the center and I said okay so for each toy that you put in you get 10 points and these kids were so young they were like three and four at the time or maybe four and five so I didn't really have to keep track of the points but what I would do is I like I made all of these different signals like boom all right 10 points for you and just making it a game so depending on depending on how old your kids are obviously you could you could kind of like use this for each age group in a different way but what i found was they had the whole house cleaned up within 15 minutes and it was a mess just by creating a game out of it yeah that's a i've seen it in action too i feel like <laughs> it's definitely something to do and you do have to get really creative and if you're feeling stressed out about other things it can be hard to think of these things. That's why maybe this will trigger some ideas in you and you could just take notes and re-watch this again to go through the ideas and think about what you can come up with. Right, and please, if you think of any other ideas about gamifying or having conversations or any other way that you could help parents homeschool their kids um, while actually also helping to heal the world, please comment below and share. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode and remember, our live training is coming up on March 24th on Tuesday at 3. So it's going to be guided visualization, but we'll also give you activities to do with your kids at home. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.